Welcome to the Conscious Business Podcast. I'm your host, Phoebe Lay, and I'm so excited that you're here today. On our podcast, we are going to be talking about the things that inspire you in business to help you create a conscious brand that will not only build credibility and give you more opportunities in your business to thrive, but also help you to create in a deliberate, conscious kind of way. This is a place where meaningful conversations will inspire you to create, pursue, and thrive and shine in business. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Conscious Business Podcast. Today, I have Carla Marie Simpson, who is the author of the best-selling book, Find Your Happy, Say Yes to Life, and also the founder and owner of Happy Hot Yoga School, the host of the chart-topping podcast, Get Happy Hour, and she's also a happiness and mindset coach. Carla believes that every single individual deserves to be happy, although most people believe that happiness is an end result. It's actually a choice that we can have in every moment, and as she believes, it's available for everybody. Carla, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate chatting to you, and yeah, it's great to connect. It is so great to connect, Carla, and I'm very looking forward to the conversation that we're going to have and also hearing a bit more about how you help your clients stay energized and also how you help them to center and be connected with themselves. So, Carla, I'd love to know, like, what got you into this work? Like, what got you started into working with people on their happiness? I guess it all came from my own journey. So I just have basically lived and breathed, yeah, watching my own journey and then just seeing how much I had changed and how much my mindset changed. And from that, people started to notice. Obviously, I set up some businesses. I owned two businesses prior to the coaching. And yeah, it was just more from people asking me what I was doing. And then that's how it all just sort of rolled into it. And I never would have envisioned that I was doing this. I was traveling the world. I was working as an actor in my previous life, I say. And then, yeah, I dragged myself to a yoga studio once and I actually hated yoga at the time, but I dragged myself there because I had an injury and something in that yoga class, uh, the penny dropped for me. Like I had this, and it's not like I had a big, you know, awakening or like, you know, some people have these near-death experiences. I just had a moment where I realized that I had this, voice inside my head that was consistently telling me that I need to do this, that I need to be that, that I need to look like this, that blah, 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 blah. And it didn't let me breathe. And I found this moment of like space, I guess, where I noticed and I became that witness for the first time and more that I was aware of. And then I just wanted to learn a lot more about it. So I started reading, I started going to yoga, I started doing I didn't really like the meditation at the start. I found that really hard, like everyone does, and I sort of avoided it. But as I guess my yoga journey progressed and I became in love with yoga and how much it changed my life, I decided to open a yoga studio. And it was through that I think like we often come into yoga and I see this with my clients, with the barriers up, the world is busy, we're busy, we're trying to do so much and sometimes the penny drops We allow this softening and this awakening and the stillness, the space. And from that, yeah, I just started to really love how I felt when I was able to access that. 
And then from there, it just all eventuated. The more I talked to my students, I was just sharing uh, what was going on with me. And then I ended up launching a podcast and then that became quite, you know, people were loving the podcast. So then I decided to write the book and that's just how I got into the coaching. It just sort of like organically flowed, but it all comes from my own life and everything I teach my clients is exactly what I do every day. Not exactly, but like everyone makes it their own. But I'm a living breathing of the awakening that happiness actually is coming from within us. It doesn't come from anything else. You know, we live in this society that is consistently telling us that we need to be better, that we need to look better, that we need to buy this. And for those moments that we get that, we do go, woo, it's cool. But then the next day we're just back doing the same thing. So how can we bring more joy and love and happiness and stillness and space into our everyday is what I love to help people do. Because, you know, it's great for, and I'm now a meditation teacher and I do lots of different things that way, but it's great to go live on a hill and meditate all day like the Buddhists and the monks do, but that's not reality. It's how we bring that philosophy or that space, that stillness, the smiles and joy into every single day that we live. And that's what I love to help people do. That's very cool. I love the work that you do, Carla. And I'd love to know, like, what was life like before this work? Like, was there a trigger moment that got you to stop doing life the way you were doing it? And what prompted you exactly? Like, what was the moment where you were like, that's it, I've had enough, I've got to do things differently? Yeah, I and like, as I said, I was never, and I say this to people, like, I was never unhappy. It's not like I, I just didn't know that I was living in this paradigm of like the majority of people live in, a treadmill of life. I get up to the alarm, I go to work, I have a shot of coffee to then go do this job that I do that actually probably doesn't bring me much joy, to then talk to the same people that I do every day. So I had spent the first part of my like adult life, I guess, traveling the world and backpacking and I had an amazing time. I was living moment to moment. I spent three and a half years and did some cool stuff. I've done the trek, the Everest Base Camp. I worked in orphanages in India. And I really learnt along that journey that all these beautiful people in the world were happy and a lot of them didn't have anything. And we go to different cultures. And I just really got this life experience. And when I came back to Australia, I had decided that I wasn't going to get stuck in this the way of life here. I felt like I'd grown and I was very different. But then, as we do, we get caught up in it. I started, I opened my own business. I own an anytime fitness gym and I love that gym and, you know, it taught me a lot, but like any, I'm sure of your listeners, we know what it's like to run a business and it can get a little bit hectic. And I was, I was living on this treadmill of life, completely unaware that I was on the treadmill, that I just got up and did what I had to do. And I thought I was happy. I really did. And then it was really what happened was I was pushing myself so hard I wanted to be the best. I wanted to have the goals. I wanted to run the marathon. I wanted to do all this that I literally thought that sleep was when you're dead. You rest when you're dead. I was on the go, pushing, pushing, pushing. And then, yeah, as I said to you, I went to the yoga class and I just, I couldn't believe how much space and stillness I found. Mm. And that I realized that all the pushing actually, when you think about it, you push, you push, you push, you break. And it was for me like, okay, Carla, something's going to give you know and my mum used to always say to me you can't keep doing what you're going to do you're going to run yourself into the ground and I was like no no I'm fine I'm fine but I didn't run myself into the ground but I found what true happiness was and when you let yourself 
let go of the expectations and what everyone else thinks you should be doing with your life or what you think you should be doing with your life or actually even just asking yourself the question. And this is what I did. I sat down and I really asked myself if I was happy. And I say this to all your listeners and I say this to all my clients, like have a serious look at yourself and just ask if you're really happy because a lot of the time we're telling ourselves we're happy. We've got this job that we like or it's okay to wake up and feel tired every day and exhausted and, you know, I'm running on like running around with nothing left. But life isn't meant to be hard and life isn't meant to be that way and if you're not really happy where you wake up every day and you feel this joy for life, you get that sun shining on your face and you feel like, oh, my God, how amazing it is to be alive, then there's so much room for growth. Mm. Because I feel like a lot of us, we miss so many of the moments of our day. And life is ups and downs. Like that is life. Life is meant to be a journey and there is going to be some hard days and some sad days. But it's how we navigate those days that makes a difference. It's how we bring ourselves, our joy, our own joy and our own happiness and making sure that we get the best out of every day. Because we all know how quick time goes. Like, We're over another year already and nothing changes unless something changes. So I ask this to your listeners, like if you're not truly happy, like and I mean happy, like where you smile from the inside out, like you see kids and they get so excited. They are flapping their wings because they get excited to go to the park. I mean, when was the last time you flapped your wings? I totally agree. I think that it's so important that we come back to our inner child and we do things that bring us the most joy and Sometimes it's so easy for people to just kind of go through life and the everyday hustle and the grind and just go through another day and then get to the end of the day where they can chill out on the couch or come home and just forget that the eight hours that they had happened. And they just go through another day, another year, another month, whatever it is. And and then there's thank God it's Friday and that mentality. And I totally... Oh, I hate thank God it's Friday. It makes me so sad. People say to me all the time, oh, thank God it's Friday. I go, what? Friday? It's not the whole week. Like Friday is the same as every day. Like I just, yeah, it makes me so sad that so many people live that life. Yes. Yes, it is. And I think as well that culture kind of came about with, I don't know what it is, but it, I feel like there's so much association with drinking as well. And I recently, I remember showing my partner this Instagram reel that I saw and I was like, why is it that I don't resonate with it? I just don't know what it is. I do not resonate with it. And it was something like these girls popping wine bottles and buying pizza. And it was something really simple. It's just like popping champagne and wine bottles, buying pizza and, you know, being like, yeah, it's Friday. And for me, I don't know, there was something about it where I was just like, I feel like alcohol is something that really... It's like it blocks off. It stops us from, I guess, experiencing reality. And it's something that really suppresses our lives. So why are we promoting, thank God it's Friday with pizza and wine when it should be like, yay, it's Monday. I get to, I get another week to go out and do things that inspire me and live consciously and be alive. So I don't know how you feel about that, Carla. Totally. I hear you. I hear you so much. Yeah. And I just... Every time someone says it's thank God it's Friday to me, I go, what? I can't believe that. I love, you know, the weekend, like it goes so fast. But I'm actually, I do the same thing. Like I've created my life and this is what I love to do with my clients is you create your day so that every day is Friday. We love every single day. Yes. So, yeah, it is. And I feel like 
And you're right, it's like this culture we've grown up in. And I was one of those teenagers that on a Friday, I was passion the popping, you know, I was drinking passion pop and I was writing myself off. Oh my goodness, the days have so changed. But I did do that. And it's, unfortunately, it's like this reward culture that we've instilled in people. And that on a Friday, you can have this pizza or you can indulge in all the food that you don't want to indulge in because you deserve it because you've worked five days of the week. Where... I agree. It shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that. And I say this to people too, like if the food thing is something that gets to you, you know, you have a little treat every day. You don't have one big binge because it's like, what's the point? We do things to enjoy it, not to then feel like crap for the next week after. Absolutely. And I totally agree. But I also think as well that it it really comes down to doing the inner work and going really deep and going to find the root cause. A lot of people might refer to that as like shadow work. I know that's like a a term that people started to use. And I actually had, I recently had to Google it because I was like, I'm hearing this term shadow work on some level, know what they're referring to, but I just want to know what do people really think shadow work is? Is it about just being conscious of something that is like, that happened from many, many years ago, or that is that they're unconscious about or is it really just knowing something and accepting it but also working on ourselves working on the healing working on like you say the meditation the yoga doing the things that will let, enable us to walk away and feel like a different person and integrate recently it was funny because i recently was saying to some one of my friends how there was a situation that occurred where in the past I would have gotten really angry, really impatient, really frustrated. And I noticed myself responding in a different way. And I remember looking at that scenario and going, oh my goodness, I've integrated something. And it was such an exciting moment. I had no idea when the work happened or how the change came about, but I knew that because I had been doing work, like whether it's something as simple as meditating or just doing some tapping, but there was something that had shifted inside. And I think that's very, very, it's gold. Oh, yeah. It's so powerful. And I think like people say, like the yoga, I always say this to my students, like yoga and the meditation, like it's not about coming to yoga and standing on your head and doing these cool poses. Like we go to yoga to learn how to be a better human being. It's a meditation practice. And this practice we take out into the real world so that we can practice it every single day. And I've noticed in my own life so many different shifts where I would have like once upon a time got really up at people. Like if someone was in my face or I would really, you know, where now I just, I'm so calm. Like most of the time I'm still calm and I sit in traffic and I say my gratitudes or, but don't get me wrong. Like I think life still tests us all the time. Moments happen and you lose it. Like I lost it last week about something. And then I thought, oh yeah, that's right. I'm still learning. We're human beings and we're still learning because life is like a ping pong machine. You know, there's things that are coming at us all the time, but it's how we react or how we respond that makes a difference. And having that moment to make that choice, to have the space to decide how we want to react. And sometimes it gets us. Yes. That's life. As I said, life is ups and downs. Yes. But it's how we navigate that. And that's the fun. If life was just all one straight line, we would all be bored out of our brain. So we've got to embrace the change. We've got to embrace the ups and downs. Definitely. What do we learn? How can we grow from it? You know, Absolutely. So Carla, 
what is happiness to you? And this might sound a little crazy, but are you ever sad? Like, do you still feel down? And do you think it's okay to be sad? (laughs) Oh, yeah, gosh, I'm an emotional being. Yes, I'm a human. I actually had a big cry last week. Something happened and I I'm not a huge crier, but I definitely let it go. And I think that's important. I think it's, yeah. So happiness, happiness for me is feeling content in every day, waking up and actually feeling a joy to be alive. Because life is such a gift. People lose their lives every day. And unfortunately, people take their lives every day. And I feel like happiness is something that we have the power to cultivate ourselves. We have this power and for me it's this feeling of just joy that comes from the inside out. And, yes, I have days where I can be really sad, like I said, or I get upset and I am emotional. I'm an emotional being like us all. But for me I don't get stuck in it for two weeks. I move through it. I do the inner work. I meditate on it. I journal. I try and understand what it's teaching me and maybe where I need to work on. Like this really affected me, so maybe I've got some work there to do. But I don't let it ruin my whole day. Like there's still things to be grateful for. So something happened to me, but I can still go outside and jump in the ocean and feel this joy for the water. I might not be elated and over the top, but I still have this sense of joy in my heart for the amazing gift of water or my dog or... And I always say to people, as soon as you start to feel like you want to start to make a shift. So if we're down and it's okay to be down, we're allowed to have a cry, but we've been sitting there for a few days. Okay. It's time to move it up. Absolutely. But we don't go from down all the way to I'm jumping off the bridge with excitement, but what can we do to start to move the journey upwards? And for me, gratitude is one of the biggest ways. I just sit down and I write down what I'm grateful for and you instantaneously you shift. I call a friend and have a laugh or put on some Spice Girls and dance around the room. There's these ways we can shift our energy, do some yoga, sit in meditation, chant. But the problem is I feel like we get sad, so woe is me, so everything's sad and then we stay stuck. We stay stuck for way too long. Where How can we start to move through that? And at your pace, like you don't need to rush But I feel like instead of dwelling on being the victim for too long, how can we start to work towards being the victor? Absolutely. We can either be the creator of our circumstances or leave it effect of them. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. So, Carla, how can we bring more joy and more happiness into our lives? And if we come across a situation where we are sad for a bit, maybe it's something like the borders have closed, we can't go and visit our family over in WA or something's been cancelled that we've been really looking forward to how do we bring more joy and happiness in that situation and at what point is it okay to go okay that's enough like at what point should we say okay that's enough we've had enough of a down moment it's now time to kind of recalibrate Mm, great question thanks for asking for me I always ask myself Carla is this a situation that you can be in control of or not in control of? So with the border shutting, I've had many experiences myself. I've got like a zillion flight tickets to go when we can, but I can't control that situation. There's absolutely nothing I can do. So for me, it's like logically, why am I going to cry for a week about something that I can't do anything to change? 
It's the circumstances. And then I always ask myself, like, for me, Carla is a third world problem. I've been to third world problems. I've experienced it firsthand. And that's just something for me to bring in a little bit of perspective. And I don't say that so that we don't feel what we're feeling because I do think it's really important to feel it. But I just think it's also important sometimes to get a bigger perspective on your problems because our problems really, are they that big a problem? Like a lot of us are sitting in a house with air conditioning, with a laptop that we can communicate from state to state, with a fridge full of food, shoes. We have so much in every single moment. And I feel like sometimes we just have a problem and we let the whole world crash on us. And it's okay, as I said, to feel those emotions. But how long do you want to be feeling it for? Because I think no one enjoys being down in the dumps. Like it's actually not a good feeling. I hate it personally. I hate feeling so down because I feel like my energy's down and I don't like to sit down all day and watch movies and feel sorry for myself. It's not something that I really enjoy doing and I don't enjoy the feeling. So for me, it's like, okay, how can I bring more joy into my life? And this is something I love to share with you guys and I love to do it with my clients is you write down 10 things that make your heart sing from the inside out. So, you know, when you see your ki- the, the little kids and you say, we're going to go to the park and they go, oh, my God, oh, my God, like what makes you flap? Because it's important to flap your wings. So for me, oh, I've got a zillion flaps. You know, I can yoga makes me flap. Jumping in the ocean makes me flap. Walking my dog makes me flap. Putting on Spice Girls makes me flap. Having a laugh with my friends makes me flap. Doing meditation makes me flap. So I've got all these lists and I write them up and I get all my clients to do. You write down whatever you can and you put it on your fridge. And then you try and incorporate as many of those moments into your day as you can. It doesn't take you long to put on one song and dance around the house. It doesn't take you that long to call your best friend and have a laugh. You know, but a lot of the times we're not living consciously. We're not making those conscious choices. We're living in reaction to what's going on. And I feel like as much as you take on the world, you can't get stuck in it because, again, a lot of it is out of our control. Yeah, that's so absolutely right, Carla. And I totally agree that happiness is a choice. So if we can do things that bring us more joy and happiness, then we need to focus on spending more time in those moments and also embracing those moments as well. How often have we kind of knocked away happiness when it's knocked on your door, where we've turned it away, where we had the option to be happy, to get excited, but we kind of just saw it as ordinary or just went, no, not today, not right now. I'm doing something serious. I'm writing a post and we've turned away happiness. So I think that it's so important that we incorporate more things that bring us joy and I'm the same. I love the beach. I love the ocean. I like anytime I'm swimming or in water, I just feel really happy. I feel like I'm a child again. I feel like whether it's a pool or river or the sea, absolutely love it. And dogs as well. And my partner, he always brings me joy. He's totally annoying and frustrating sometimes, (laughs) but he brings me so much joy. And I think we spend half our lives acting like children. Like when I'm with him, I think it's great. Yeah, I think like a good 70%, we are not being adults. We're just like, I just feel like we're just kindergarten friends. (laughs) That's perfect though. That's what it should be. Because like I always say this, when did we adults have to get so serious? Like honestly, 
And what you've mentioned before is like you have these moments in your day and the important part is being conscious enough to notice the moments. Because I go to the beach every day, right? So every single day I live on the street of the beach. So it can easily become the normal where you don't really notice. But every single day I try to be so conscious as I walk the sand, as I jump in the ocean, like it's the first time. And it's the same like every single day you walk outside. It's like, well, the sun's out. But if you actually stop and notice how amazing it is that the sun's out and that at nighttime the big moon in the sky, but again, we just get so caught up in our own busy lives, in our own busy head, that we forget to even notice those moments. And if you stop and you actually take in the moment to breathe in the fresh air or to notice the water on your skin or to really laugh with your partner, you realize that in that moment, there is so much to be happy about. Stop thinking about everything else that you can't control and focus on this, what we've got right now. You know, I say to people, put the phones away. Stop doing so much and just be in the moment. That's what it's like to be present. Absolutely. Being actually present in the moment. Yeah. And I love what you say about not focusing on what we can't control because like just a really easy, quick example of this and a quick one as well that I encountered just last weekend was my partner and I are long distance. So he lives in Sydney and I live in Melbourne. So I'm always in Sydney as well. And he was meant to come and visit early in the morning on Saturday. So arriving at like 6, his flight was meant to be at 6am and arriving like 7.30. And somehow the flight didn't, he could not arrive at the time he was meant to arrive. And so he had to come to it at a later time, which was 12.30. It meant that our morning plans couldn't happen, but it wasn't like it was the end of the world. But my instant reaction was like, oh, no, this totally sucks. And I felt so upset. But I remember. Oh, totally. At that moment, being conscious and aware of my decision to be upset and allowing it because I knew that I couldn't just bottle it up, pretend like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I'm just going to now go and do something else and just pretend like that wasn't going to happen. But I gave myself a few minutes. And I had to shift by meditating. So I actually took my beach blanket, my beach towel, which we were meant to use at the beach, and I took it outside and we've got this gorgeous garden at the front. And I did a little bit of a meditation, started to breathe, did some breath work, and I just felt the shift. And I felt my mind starting to bring in positive thoughts automatically just from breathing. My mind was already starting to recalibrate and it was saying like, oh, that's okay. That means you can spend more time doing something that you would have probably delayed. And that means when he's here, you can be more present with him. And it started to just come up with these like more positive thoughts. And it was like this automatic process. It wasn't like I was Buddha and I was just automatically just like non-attachment. It just happens and it's a process where we we've got to accept and recalibrate so yeah I love totally totally and I love the word you use shift we have to shift because if we don't we just become negative Nancy and no one likes to be negative Nancy no one likes to be around negative Nancy but it's all up to us it's all up in our own well as I say in our own conscious you know we can live consciously we can live with a self-awareness or we can choose not to one of my favorite quotes is from uh, Conversations with God. And he says, 
on this path, you have the choice to choose to live consciously or unconsciously. Love that book. Love it. To live with self-awareness or lack of self-awareness. So, like, I always remind myself of that, like, Carla, I don't want to be negative, Nancy. And, you know, don't get me wrong, like, oh, I've had so many disappointments with the whole the plane thing and seeing people. And and I think, actually, I was saying this on my own show the other day, I've been doing some online dating, so I'm single. And I can tell you that's really taught me a few lessons about myself and about where I get pushed and about the feeling rejected and plans changing, guys ghosting you, whatever it is. So I'm always learning myself, don't get me wrong. But I think you've said it perfectly. You feel it. How long do I want to dwell in this? And then what can I do to shift it? And that's what I help people do is I help people find ways to shift things and work through stuff. NLP and hypnosis is what I do. And I love to just help people make change. Love it. Because nothing that changes doesn't change. Absolutely. I love that. I love that, Carla. Do you think that there's a reason why so many people report or reported, especially during the lockdown period, and obviously there are some obvious reasons why, but what do you think is the main reason why so many people reported to be sad, lonely, depressed, or anxious? And why is it that in society these days we're more prone to that, especially in a first world country? Because we don't know what it's like to have things taken away from us. It was a big lesson for a lot of us, you know, myself as well. When your business is shut down, you realize that, wow, am I attached to the fact that I go to work every day and that I have a business and that I have staff? I mean, COVID was a really hard situation for many of us. And I think it's important that we acknowledge the feelings that came up for a lot of people. I think locked in a house for many is very tough if you don't have the tools and tactics to be able to navigate that. And we are human beings. We can't deny that. And we are human beings who love to connect. And human connection is number one for joy. Like, honestly, seeing your family, seeing your friends, having your partner with you, we can't deny that. So you take that away from people and, yes, it's going to be hard. But I think, like, human beings and we love to get outside. You know, we're humans that love nature. We come from nature. So I think that, you again, you take that away from a lot of people and we feel it. But I also think that, We live in a society where people are living so unconsciously that they don't have these tools and tactics to help them navigate change. And change is hard. So my answer to that question is like it's a really tough time for a lot of us. And for me, I definitely had moments where I I felt out of control. Like, well, I can't do anything. My business is shut for another four months. I'm at home. I live by myself. But what can I do every day to make sure that I'm still showing up as Carla, as a person that brings me joy and that I love to hang around? Because I do enjoy my own company as well. But there were so many opportunities for growth. And I think like for me, I don't normally get time to walk my dog all that, like every single day. I don't think there was a day that I didn't walk my dog because it was my time to get outside. How good is FaceTime and all these, all these great opportunities to connect to people and I got to meditate longer than I normally did. I would never have done Zoom yoga classes and I got to work on my own coaching business. So for me, I always think about, and this is what I encourage your people to do, is like we can't control the situation. So how can we make the situation more fun for us? How can we bring that joy into it? Because if we're stuck in our units and we're feeling, we are feeling anxious, depressed and sad, 
which a lot of people are reporting as, as awful, is but I feel like these people don't have the tools and tactics to help themselves. And unfortunately, they might go to the doctor who then the doctor tells them that they're depressed and they get on antidepressants and they start this story in their head. And don't get me wrong, some people do need to be on antidepressants. But I feel like, is this a Band-Aid? Like we, I feel like our kids, you know, no one at school is being taught how to find happiness and joy every day. You know, no one's taught how to meditate, how to breathe, how to, what really brings them joy from their heart. Like, and we're not taught that at school. We're taught maths and what we should be doing and all this. And this is a problem is that then when we need those inner resources, we don't have access to them. Yeah. That's so true. I think that what you said is so spot on, I think. And funnily enough, last night I was watching a movie called Lionheart and I don't know if you've seen it, but when you mentioned we've never had something being taken away, it reminds me of this point in the movie where there's this, so Lionheart, for anyone that hasn't seen it, is about, and I won't give it away, but it's about this African family that own this huge bus company. So they're really affluent. They're really successful. They're like one of the biggest bus provider bus companies in that their state and country. And I remember there's one point in the movie where the dad gets unwell and he has to assign a temporary replacement for himself. And and the daughter was so set on it being her, but then she finds out it's her uncle that gets chosen. And she's really disappointed and everyone in the company couldn't believe it. And she's walking around miserable. She goes to find her dad and her mum sits down and has a chat with her and she goes, honey, there was a reason behind it. And then she explains what happens, whatnot. The girl walks away and then the mum and dad talk and, and the dad goes, well, I just want her to know what it feels like when life doesn't always go your way. And it's something for, that we all need to learn that life doesn't always go the way we want it to according to plan. So thank you. But at the end of the day, we don't know what the plan is either. Like, and I think for me, I do have a belief, you know, whatever it is above us or around us. But if I look back on my life 10 years ago, I would never have thought that I would be doing what I do now. So what can we learn, the lessons in this? Like I always, I can, when things aren't in my control, and like in my control and I can't control it, it's like, whoa, I wonder what the universe is planning for me or what's coming next because I have faith that everything is always working out for me. I try to believe that. Yeah, beautiful. Because it makes life a whole lot easier. Beautiful. I love that, Carla. Thank you. Carla, I would love to get to know you a bit better and for our listeners to get to know you a little bit better with our rapid fire questions. Are you okay if we ask you some? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Prepared questions. Awesome. Mm, Please. Okay. So, Carla, if there was one thing in the world that you couldn't live a day without, whether it's something physical or non physical, what would it be? Ooh, that's hard, isn't it? My body and my breath. Mmm, I love that, especially in line with what we're talking about. That's beautiful. Yeah, the breath, for sure, for sure. Because otherwise I wouldn't have a life anyway and I love to move and, yeah, I can't, I just, yeah, so I think so. Yeah. Who inspires you the most or who was it that inspired you to start doing what you do today? Well, that's a good question. I'm inspired by so many people. Every time I listen to a podcast, every time I read a book or watch a movie, I'm inspired. I'm very easily inspired. But I think that really my parents, they've been so great. Like they've just, they've been married for 45 years and they're so beautifully in love with each other. 
They have by far the best relationship of anyone I ever have met and they are each other's best friend. But I think they also did a great job with me and my three brothers in terms of they didn't have a huge amount when we were growing up, um, like many families, but they gave us so much love and so much support. Like my parents never told me I couldn't do anything. So when I wanted to go and live overseas, when I wanted to go to acting school, it was never, no, you need to go to uni or you need to do this. It was like, cool, best of luck. We're not going to pay for you to do it, but if you want to go and do it, go for gold. Love it. And there's never been this, you can't do it. You can't do it. And even now when I say to like, I'm going to go to Everest Base Camp, I did. My parents are like, cool, good on you. We're not coming, you know, but <laughs> there's never like this, you're not good enough. You'll never be good enough. They're always just really supportive. And I'm very, very grateful for growing up with that happening. And as well, just having them as, yeah, my idols, I guess. They've been, they're awesome people. Amazing. Carla, where do you see yourself in five years' time? Oh, good question. Because if I had asked myself like five years ago, I wouldn't say where I am now. So I think, actually, I have said by the time I'm 35 now, so by the time I'm 40, I would like to be traveling around Australia in a van doing my one-on-one coaching and probably just teaching yoga online. But I do want to travel around Australia by the time I'm 40. So that could be five years. But in terms of my life, like I really love life now. I'm very happy and I'm very content. Maybe with a partner would be awesome. And just, yeah, doing what I do now, but on a bigger scale so I can help more people. Awesome. Well, I hope that you come back to this episode in five years time or you have that written down somewhere and Oh, I have it written, don't worry. You can look at it and go, it's done. Amazing. Carla, second last question. If you could leave the world with one message, what would it be? Oh, goodness. For me, it's just really, truly do what makes you happy. You know, don't worry about what other people think. If people think you can't do it or you should be going to uni or you should be doing this, just ask yourself actually, truthfully, is this what you want to do? Listen to your intuition and do that. Because life is too short. We only get one chance and so many of us are doing things that we don't like or we're with people that we're not in love with anymore because life was too scared. I think really having that deep conversation with yourself, are you truly happy? Because if you're not, then there's something to do about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And last question, what was something that you recently discovered that changed the way you did life or the way you view the world? Recent discovery is, oh, goodness me. I've just started uh, doing a little, a little bit more Buddhist meditation and I'm chanting now, which I wasn't a chanter before, and I'm really enjoying what that's bringing to my life and how I feel after I chant. So that could be a new discovery. Yeah, I think at the moment I haven't really gone anywhere. I don't think too new as late, but yeah. Awesome. That's my new discovery that I'm enjoying. That's beautiful. What's the mantra that you're chanting at the moment? Uh, it's Nam Mayo. So Nam Mayo Ho Renge Ko. Wow, cool. Nam Mayo Ho Renge Ko. And it means that we're in unison with life. So life energy comes from us. Beautiful. And, yeah, I'm really enjoying, enjoying it. Beautiful. And sharing that with my students and things like that. Lovely. Carla, thank you so much for sharing that with us. It's been so great having you on the show. I'm, I think that you have a very powerful message to share that everyone needs to hear and listen to, especially in these times. So I really appreciate your time and energy and what you've shared with us. 
And for those that are listening, if anyone wants to connect with Carla, we will have her links in the show notes as well once we have this episode out live. And I'll be tagging Carla as well in the Facebook Live and the YouTube Live as well. So, Carla, thank you again for jumping on. No, thank you so much for having me, Phoebe. It's been an absolute pleasure. And to all your listeners, thank you so much for listening in and making sure today that you go out and you do something that brings you joy. So smile, laugh, and make sure that you get the best out of today. Today's a great day. And if you do want to connect, I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to help you in any way I can. Thanks so much. Thanks, Carla.